from digitiki.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we usually don't step out of character, but tonight I think it proper that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cramden and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Norton wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Would you come in there, Nortons? Hey, Merry Christmas Eve! Do you, Ed Norton? Uh, I can see you tune up the old tree and I'll be boy. Yeah, it's going to be a beauty. Welcome to the Quiet Village. Welcome back, folks, for another edition of the Quiet Village. I'm your host, And well, it's that time of year, and I really debated on whether or not I was going to do another Christmas show, because I did one last year, but you know what? One thing convinced me to do uh, another uh, Christmas-themed show, and that was I got to interview a good friend of mine, Andy Nizel, who just came out with a Christmas tiki album called Christmas with Tiki Joe's Ocean. Now, you might remember, Andy, I played one of his tunes Actually, I think I played a couple of his tunes recently. Earlier uh, this year, about uh, summertime, he came out with his first album called The Exoticating Waves of Tiki Joe's Ocean, and it was really well-received. Well, he was cranking out another album and has already come out with a Christmas album. So we will meet up with Andy Nizel from uh, his home base in Seattle, Washington area, later on in the show. So that prompted me to go ahead and do... A Christmas show. So I'm actually going to mix up some loungy Christmas as well as some tiki and Hawaiian Christmas music. And we're going to start off with a tune from Andy's new album, from the album Christmas with Tiki Joe's Ocean. Here is the uh, brand new track, Deck the Halls, featuring, uh, well, gotta say it, featuring yours truly on the vibes. Here we go.
How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to spend a holiday away across the sea? How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to hang your stocking on a great big coconut tree? How'd you like to stay up late like the islanders do? If you ever spend Christmas on Christmas Island, you will never stray for every day your Christmas dreams come true.
All right, some twanging Christmas music there from the Blue Hawaiians from their album Christmas on Big Island. That, of course, Jingle Bells. Before that, Christmas Island, perfect tune for this show. Bob Atcher and his Dining Sisters, a vintage track from the Ultra Lounge series Christmas Cocktails Part 2. And the Ultra Lounge disc series is a wonderful series. Pick any of those up. You will not be disappointed. And, of course, kicking off the show... Deck the Halls by Andy Nizel, good friend of mine, from his new album, Christmas with Tiki Joe's Ocean, brand new CD just out. And Andy will be joining us soon here at the Quiet Village for a little holiday um, Mai Tai. But in the meantime, I'm going to do a block of lounge. Here we go, some some real cheesy lounge. I'm going to start it off with one of my favorites. This song really takes me back to when I was a kid, running around in my pajamas, you you know, wanting to open all the presents we had this lp and uh, played it quite a lot so this song really takes me back this is from bert kempfert from his uh mid-century album i'm not sure i would say from the 60s this is his album christmas wonderland wonderful tune that really takes me back holiday for bells
sure both rich and poor are welcome at Santa's door. You don't need a ticket to Santa Claus's party. A lot of toys for girls and boys and plenty of fun in store. A Christmas tree so high, it pokes right through the sky. And Santa will be there to call. Merry Christmas to you all. Come on, everybody, to Santa Claus's party. A cheery grin will get you in, so what are you waiting for? There's a baseball bat for Johnny, a talking doll for Jill, and a mountain high of ice cream pie where everyone eats his fill. There'll be rides on Santa's reindeer for the Christmas time patrol. If you're good, they'll stop at Santa's shop way up at the old North Pole. Come on, everybody, to Santa Claus's party. You may be sure both rich and poor are welcome at Santa's door. You don't need a ticket to Santa Claus's party. A lot of toys for girls and boys and plenty of fun in store. Is some serious Christmas cheese. Break out the crackers for that one. That is a tune called Santa Claus's Party, and I actually played that one because that is a well-known Exotica artist who did that. That is from Les Baxter, believe it or not. And Les Baxter, uh, you know, at least here at the Quiet Village, is known for his his uh, his Exotica. But Les Baxter was a big arranger for Capitol Records, so he did quite a lot of of uh, cheesy, easy listening tunes in uh, you know in the 50s and, and 60s that were not even remotely exotica, and that's definitely one of them, from the Ultra Lounge CD, Christmas Cocktails Part 2, great CD. In the middle of that set, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, Jingle Bell Rock from their album appropriately titled Christmas Album creative enough and of course kicking off that set one of my personal favorites holiday for bells by bert kempfert from his album christmas wonderland now one of my favorite artists that i do play occasionally here one of my absolute favorite artists lisa ono i am a big fan of brazilian music particularly bossa nova and uh, she is one of my favorites i'm absolutely in love with this artist such a wonderful wonderful brazilian artist this is from her Christmas album, believe it or not, a very Brazilian Christmas. Boas Festas was the name of the album, as opposed to uh, Uncle Festus. Oh, I did not just say that. I think I'm going to have to cut that out. Well, uh, the, yeah, the Mai Tai has already kicked in, folks. Um, from her album, Boas Festas, here is Lisa Ono with Winter Wonderland, a little taste of Brazil right here in the quiet village. (laughs) 
Olho pro céu, a lua nua no carrossel. Tô de feliz, tanto que eu quis. Walking in the winter wonderland. Você chegou e foi fatal quando sorriu e me abraçou. Você foi o presente que eu pedi No meu coração paraíso Ao seu lado estou em Wonderland Você chegou e foi fatal Quando sorriu e me abraçou Lua de mel, beijo de sal
Mele Kaliki Maka, how Oli Makahiki Ho.
fun tune there. Starting off that set was Winter Wonderland by Lisa Ono, a wonderful bossa nova version from her 2002 CD, Boas Festas. I really hope I said that right. And of course, immediately after that, another version of Winter Wonderland, this time more exotica, from Arthur Lyman himself, from his album Mele Kalikimaka, which means Merry Christmas in Hawaiian. And then, of course, apropos, right after that, was a tune called Mele Kalikimaka from Jerry Bird from his classic LP Christmas in Hawaii, and that is available as a digital download from iTunes, I believe is where I got mine. After that was Jingle Bells and Kani Kani Pele from the Hawaii Calls band, I guess. Uh, that would be the artist. And from their classic album, A Merry Hawaiian Christmas. So we got a little Hawaiian exotica and bossa nova in that. And of course, that last song was Esquivel himself, master of Ultra Lounge. Esquivel from his uh, classic CD, Merry Christmas, or Merry Xmas is how it's spelled, from the Space Age Bachelor Pad. That was a great, fun tune called Sun Valley Ski Run. And I actually ended that, played Esquivel, because of a very special guest that I've got here at the Quiet Village, Andy Nizel, who has just released his second album of the year, believe it or not, a to, uh, an album called Christmas with Tiki Joe's Ocean. And earlier this year in the summer, he released his first Exotica album called The Exoticating Waves of Tiki Joe's Ocean. And Andy joins me here at the Quiet Village. Welcome, Andy, to my hut. I'm glad to have you here. And uh, let's talk a little bit about your Christmas album, since this is Christmas season. You really cranked this one out, didn't you? Yeah, it was uh, the previous album, uh, The Exoticating Waves of Tiki Joe's Ocean, was just really, really selling great. The vibe behind it, the talk behind it was really big. So I just decided this is this is the time. Uh, I've wanted to do this for years and years. And so uh, mm-hmm. to put this together started pretty much right after Tiki Oasis. And then just plugged all the way through up until just a few weeks ago. Did the did the mastering uh, the cool Doug Horn cover? His talent is is pretty ridiculous. So to to um, to have him do this was uh, was a really really nice thing, and it's just beautiful. It's it's uh, it's a gorgeous cover. I'm, I'm I'm very very happy to have had him on board with that. Well, your first release with uh, Tiki Joe's Ocean, which was. 2009 right it was this year that was this year yeah it's just uh yeah i I, it was never planned this way um to to release two albums in one year but um just coming off of that of that cd of the of the first cd um i had again the encouragement from family and friends saying uh you you've been also doing different versions of christmas songs off and on and different recording studios and what have you so just Jump in, dive right in, and it was it was great. This was fun. The first album was obviously a lot more focused and a lot more, like I said, thoughtful. But when it came to this Christmas album, well, that's just that's just fun. We all grew up listening to these songs, and so to do just a different arrangement on it and just to grab something like you know Jingle Bells 
and say, well, I want to put a big, you know, Xavier Cougat spin on it with a little Carmen Miranda Tico Tico and, uh, and maybe some Billy May, you know, ooze right in there. And <laughs> that was just a blast. That, that was just so fun. And so um, doing this, it was, I, I kind of attribute it to uh, kind of uh, doing a dot to dot, you know, versus having to really start with a blank slate with each song um this was just kind of well i know this song uh i can't wait to see what i can do with this so vocals was that you doing the hood <laughs> that um that was a combination of uh friends and family uh it was um squid and dave cohen and uh ken ruzik little lost tiki and and big doug horn and then also my wife uh comes in there and then my four-year-old son joey yeah that was just a group of a group of kooks doing it that's what it was now what what kind of memories do you have in terms of Christmas music? Do you have a do you have a a Christmas album that inspired inspired you for this album? Or you or? know that's that's funny you mention it. Growing up for me, you know, again, uh, it was no different at Christmas than the rest of the year. It was constantly musically being played, and my parents' LPs, which were just wrecked, uh, were just played, you know, ad nauseum on the RCA and. Um, I think uh, the Andre Kostelanitz, um I think it's Wonderful World of Christmas or something like that. Uh, just recently, uh, last 
10 years or so unearthed, you know, the three sons and their crazy Christmas stuff. Uh, Ding Dong Dandy is just a brilliant one. Also, I like Soulful Strings Christmas. Uh, I got a soft spot for Andy Williams. Um, so I wanted just to bring that, that, that three, three sons fun into it because they have just some really nice arrangements with the, with the accordion and the tuba yeah. and things like that. And I kind of wanted to bring those old, you know, European, Scandinavian sounds into some of these songs. And it's, you know, it's, it's dabbed here and there throughout the CD. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it for that. Really, there was always this, this, this long stretch of, of very emotional Christmas LPs growing up with. And then it's like, well, let's, let's see what I can do with this. Yeah, it's kind of fun to, to have like have fun with it and, instead of be so somber all the time, you know. Yeah, there's there's definitely no ballads on this. There's uh, there's there's no "I'll Be Home for Christmas." It's all, you know, it's all just really upbeat stuff. I wanted to do ten upbeat songs and songs that'll get people on their feet and uh, a smile on your face, all that jazz. Just really, really fun stuff. Something you can you can uh, hang some. Uh, Hang some tinsel too, you know. It really is okay. Now I want you to tell me about the uh, your version of "We Three Kings." <laughs> that was again, man. I, I'm sorry, I sound like a broken record here, but childhood, childhood. You know, it was really these no, that's, these, that's yeah, great. These things that you you dip back to that really resonate with you. You know, years later, those spy flicks. You know, Matt Helm and uh, uh, one of the biggest for me was the. Um, was the In Like Flint series with James Coburn and Jerry Goldsmith's theme to In Like Flint. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was just one of the most beautiful things I ever heard growing up. And, uh, you know, just jaw-droppingly beautiful just his arrangements how things sweep in and out and yet everything has a really really nice balance to it uh, those piercing high strings and the flutes and you know it just just really swept me away and so I thought well what's a nice waltz We Three Kings has that sweet little waltz beat to it so I just you know lifted <laughs> Jerry Goldsmith's arrangement and tried to um, fill in those blanks of where that would where that would go, where all the pieces would fit, and man, it fit really nicely. I'm, I'm very happy with the way this song uh, turned out. It's uh, it's a unique one.
so in actuality everything influenced you for this album absolutely it was there was there was there's there's pieces of everything thrown together and yet you're not really going to hear this huge mishmash you know i i have it kind of coined as this lp is a exotica latin lounge and that's pretty much the three frameworks that i'm working in with each one there's going to be you know a little bit of esquivel over here and you know like i said the latin influence is pretty heavy on this one it it does kind of have a uh, very Esquivel quality to it. That's just what I was shooting for, is to have a nice, thick, lush sound, uh, keep the reverb low, and, uh, and let the music uh, speak for itself. That brings me to your first album, which I, I wanted to talk a little bit about. The best way to describe it, you know, after listening to it a few times through, it, the, the thing that came to my mind was it was like... Les Baxter meets Esquivel. <laughs> nice. Because it was very thick and, uh, you know, uh, very orchestral, which reminded me of Les Baxter. But it was also, you know, it was quirky and it was still fun at the same time. And that, you know, kind of gave me that, that Esquivel kind of vibe. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. The, uh, the Esquivel thing is, again, something that uh, I just have to get out. Simple, simple ways of putting things together it just doesn't intrigue me. Um, you know, I've gotten a little feedback that, you know, I'm really giving the listener a turn for their ear, um, and that you're not going to sit down and walk away necessarily humming the tune right off the bat because there's, there's a different quality to it. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the same could have been said for the first time you heard a lot of Les Baxter stuff. True. Les Baxter is, I, I could safely say he's my biggest influence but that brings me to, to my actual favorite tune on, on your first album, on, on Tiki Joe's Ocean, which is Baxter Pad. You're channeling Les Baxter. It's very reminiscent. was uh, built from the ground up. It took a few months to really piece that together and a lot of putting things in and taking things out. And uh, um, there's a, a singer here in the Seattle area. Uh, she's also uh, does a terrific uh, Brazilian show uh, on the radio here. Um, her name is Samia Pani. And she just has that sweet, lilting, you know, ethereal voice that is so... So much the cornerstone of you know those those women singers in in Exotica, and I think she nailed it. She just has this this above you know floating above the clouds feel to her that really knocked me out. So to have her on that song and a couple others on the CD was the icing on the cake. You know that was that was a nice punch to have. So now I'm gonna geek out on you. You know <laughs> this um the, you know the. Tiki Joe's Ocean being being such an orchestral thick. What what were some of the the technical aspects and the challenges of actually creating something so orchestral sounding? When you are uh, when you're putting it all together, it's very easy to add one thing on top of another, on top of another, on top of the other, and then it can get a little bit more difficult once you're separating those things out and giving it its its own space in the stereo field. 
Um, the biggest challenge, I think, for me, Mark, was the, that end result is when you're mastering a song. So that biggest challenge was trying to trying to keep everything together, not letting everything spill over the edges and uh, create, you know, maybe uh, some sort of gaff down the line that you know, possibly only I would be able to hear and say, oh, that was a, you know, that was a mess up right there. Um, I was always trying to keep everything together, I'd say. Uh, one of the songs um, has uh, <laughs> 67 or 70 tracks on it. Um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, I think Baxter Pat had about 50, 55. So it's, you know, it's just keeping all those kids in line. That was the that was the big challenge and really, really keeping it together uh, and, and having that focus be there it's fine if the song is going to take off and go in a different direction um as long as it's just kind of going down the same same structural path or at least has the same feel to it you know as we were talking about again Esquivel would just go you know bing bang zoom all over the place but it's it still had it still had a real concrete um focus to it and so that was it keeping in that focus and staying focused and not letting it just wander off definitely threaded the needle because you know it it sounds thick and lush but it doesn't sound overdone and that would have been really easy to do you know that um overproduction is is it's that's a piece of cake to do um but when i say something like you know 50 60 70 tracks there's it's 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 rare that obviously all of those are happening at the same time when you're you know if you position it 20 25 30 with each you know new section that comes in and goes out you know there's a lot of a lot of fading in and fading out of instruments to overlap each other so um that way it's it's spaced out nicely that things don't get too busy Um, okay, so I'm going to take you back in time now. Sure. What what prompted you into tiki music or into tiki in general? Actually, let's start there. What actually got you into tiki? You know what it probably was. It's um, that that kind of music was always in the background and the in the always playing in the background. There's always music going on in my house, and um, that kind of just stayed there for the longest time, and then. In what was it '96 when Capital did all those Ultra Lounge series, um, I got my mitts on the uh, Mondo Exotica. It was it was such a gem, and uh, I just wanted to wanted more and more and more. And uh, I found out about eBay, then that kind of took it to the next level. And I had always wanted to just uh, do what I'd been growing up doing, playing all these different instruments, but wanting to kind of record them on my own and see how that flows and then um uh i i started recording exotica songs maybe four or five years ago and just heard from friends and people saying i think you're onto something you know this is this is this is maybe something that you want to uh you want to look look deeper into you know something's going on here 
it's it's been so fun it's just a fun style of music to play i just i really really enjoy it so much now i want to ask you uh, we'll move to the the personal side you've just added a member to your family yeah you? yeah little sammy andrew came to us uh july 22nd of this year and congratulations uh, thank you thanks very much yeah he is uh He's a sweet little boy. Constantly, it's, it's amazing what you can get out of a four-month-old. I mean, you know, there's no talking, walking, any sort of any sort of deep thinking going involved. But that smile, <laughs> you know, that smile just well, knocks you, know, you out. I've been known to uh, to not have very much deep thinking, and from time to time. <laughs> Sobriety, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a crazy concept. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So, because he was born there, you know, end of July, we were kind of biting our nails about Tiki Oasis because you know we we go there every year and you know see our old friends and the music and all that jazz. But we thought, what are we crazy? We can't bring a three week old to you know. I guess it would have been yeah about three three and a half weeks at the time, and we were like, oh, we just can't do that. And, we went to three or four different doctors, and every single one of them said, "You got the green light. Just get on the plane. You know everything's fine. It's you know." It's... And I'm glad. I'm glad I did. That was a fun time this year. Finally, got to meet you face to face. Finally, is there is there anything else you want to add about about either of the these new albums or anything? I'm, you know, I, much... I really well. I'd love to take this opportunity really to thank you for uh, for this forum. This is this has been fun talking to you to say the least. Um, oh. I was thrilled to have a couple of friends be guest musicians on the CD, and they were Dave Cohen, uh, aka Squid, on drums and percussion, and a guy who goes by the handle of Marty Lush on the vibraphone. Um, Dave's drumming on this project is flat out fantastic. He really solidified that frenetic feel within the drumming he did on Jingle Bells and his input throughout just took everything up a huge step. In fact, Dave co-produced a few tracks. So his input and musicianship was a priceless thing to have. So thank you, Dave. And as far as this Marty Lush guy goes, um, well, Mark, I was thrilled to have you Add your talents to some songs. Uh, your solo on Christmas Time is Here, for example, is so beautiful. And your addition to a song like God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, where the tempo is fast and furious. Yeah, your mallets must have looked like hummingbirds. And you really nailed that one. So with all sincerity, thank you so much for adding all that color to the sounds on this CD. And I really want to thank the people who supported me throughout this year. I mean, 2009... Has really been a very blessed year in many, many ways. And uh, I sincerely thank the people who supported me, um, you know, in, in words and in, in the emails and, uh, and by buying the CDs. That's just been, it's been pretty overwhelming, actually, to, uh, to have your first ventures come out and be so successful as it has. It's, it's, it's just been a, a real, real gas and a real treat. Probably going to take a little time off to catch my breath and enjoy... Uh, Enjoy how good uh, 2009 has been. Wonderful. Well, I wish you all the best luck in 2010 and beyond because I think you're going to be doing some really great projects. I mean, if this year is your first stuff, you're going to be doing some good stuff coming up too, I'm sure. I appreciate it, Mark, and uh, happy 2010 to you too, buddy. Big mahalo to Andy Nazell for that interview, and a big mahalo to all of you who've been listening. My Mai Tai is empty, and of course, you know what that means. It's the end of another episode. It's also the end of another year here at the Quiet Village. I want to thank everyone 
for listening. I will be back next year with more tunes, more tiki, and more talk. And uh, I'm going to leave you with another tune from Andy's album, Christmas with Tiki Joe's Ocean, and a tune called Christmas Time is Here. And until next time, I want to say mahalo to everyone and a big aloha for me here at the Quiet Village. Thank you.